Hey Geek fans, in this episode we're going to be talking Batgirl, Star Wars, and Rick and Morty on this episode of The Raving Geeks. Hey Geek fans, this is Ben Solis. And I'm Noah Bayshore. And I'm Steve Tiemann. And we are The Raving Geeks, back here again for another episode. Guys, I want to give a shout out, first and foremost. Quick shout out? Quick shout out to my co-host, Noah Bayshore, for shouldering the burden. Yeah. The heavy weight, the heavy load of doing this podcast, I have been extremely busy and have not been able to participate. And I feel really bad about that. Oh, it's okay. But Noah, Noah's Noah's the man, and he's been keeping you guys informed on geeky things. Steve's been filling in too. Steve is back with us. I'm back. He's back like like I don't know. I Some ran, reference. I ran out of references, which is okay because we got a lot of good references in this show coming up because Absolutely. we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. We got hits of news, and then we're going to be talking about Rick and Morty because it's back, and oh my God, that's so great. It's amazing. But before we get involved, guys, what is the news? What is the hot thing that's happening right so, now? So first up, it's obviously like the biggest bit of news that has come out in the past couple weeks for sure. Uh, it's been officially confirmed that Joss Whedon, the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the writer and director of The Avengers and also like Firefly, uh, he's been officially confirmed to be writing, producing, and directing a Batgirl movie for uh, Warner Brothers in DC. I never thought I'd see the day. Right? Like For years. Yeah. For years we've been joking around about this, right? Is that, oh man, if we could just pull Whedon to the dark side, right? <laughs> if we could just pull Whedon away from Marvel... Get him on some project, it'd be great. But that was such a pipe dream. Yeah. It was so far-fetched, no one thought that was fathomable. And like, then, there, there was, like, you know, stirrings of him maybe doing, like, a Wonder Woman before he was ever involved with the Avengers, but, like, it just didn't work out. So it was, like, everyone was just like, yeah, that's probably never going to happen. That sucks. Well, he wrote a Wonder Woman script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It didn't go through. Yeah. You know? And it, I, ah, man, this is just so great. Uh, and Batgirl, of all things, I think we can agree that his run on Buffy, right, was the coolest thing ever. Did you guys watch Buffy? I though? have not seen it, but I've heard, like, literally nothing but good things. And I honestly have no excuse because it's on Netflix, isn't it? So I, like, I think it is. Yeah, so I got to get on that just to get, you know, more familiar with the Whedon, you know? Maybe a Netflix Club episode. Uh, Binge some Buffy. We'll have to see. That'll be really cool. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, Buffy was awesome. And I always had kind of weird mixed feelings about it because, like, I'm... From the generation that used to watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Yeah. Right? So that was really cool for me. And then when the show came out, like, I was obviously a kid, but I had known about that movie. And it was really lukewarm. And then I started to watch it. And I was like, wow, this is a great show. And I liked Firefly, too. Yeah. I know, like, people are, like, fanatic about Firefly. I never really got the appeal. They hunt Nathan Fillion down in the streets. Come back to Firefly. Yeah. Get him to do it. Please. Please bring this show back. He's like, I don't, I don't have any control over this. Right. Joss Whedon. Talk to Joss Whedon. And then he's like, I don't know, Fox. Like, you know. I'm busy. I'm doing Avengers. Yeah, right. But I think this is a really interesting, like, just a project, an interesting take on this um, because we know that he does female characters very well. Definitely. Yeah, right. Sure, there was that Black Widow debacle. Yeah, that's like a thing that people are bringing up now that like this is happening. Like, oh no, he's gonna ruin it because look at if, look at Age of Ultron. Yeah, but I, I think he's gonna be fine. Honestly, I think you know? so too. I think he's got the gravitas to be able to do it. Um, you know, the interesting thing was is that he he said that he didn't want to do any more Marvel movies because he was just simply too burnt out. Yeah, right. He said that he just completely like spent all of his time and energy trying to do that. So it's good. It's good to have him back in the game. What are some other thoughts that you guys have about I'm this? curious to see where he takes it, because I've heard, like, rumblings that it's going to be pretty, pretty, like, based on, like, the new 52 run of Batgirl, which has, like, been the kind of, like, the most relevant incarnation of her, I would say, like, overall. Uh, at least, like, the most, like, one that, like, general audiences are familiar with, because mm -hmm. there was that whole thing with, like, oh, she's got a new costume. She's, like, all, you know, like, teenagery, like, that everyone kind of, like, whoa, this is a, this is a thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be curious to see, like, how they would, like, take that, and adapt that and like what villain they would go with you know like what what actors they would bring on it because uh, obviously um they're gonna bring jk i would think to play gordon uh and that's because absolutely yeah they not uh but other than that like hopefully hopefully we get affleck in there like for like a small you know batman thing but i'm just curious to see who they bring in to the fold with this who who could play barbara is like kind of like my big like what's going on type of yeah. deal what yeah. do you think? Uh, I'm all for it. Um, I would prefer this over any more Suicide Squad <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think the Joss Whedon stuff, I wouldn't worry too much about because he was burned out 
with the Avengers, but to be fair, that's a lot to juggle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Black Widow was kind of kind of maybe fallen by the wayside when you have to deal with Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. Captain America and all this other stuff that had to be in the movie. Black Widow just kind of was there and he just had to, the cracks. Right. So just having to like focus on Batgirl, I think it'll be great. I mean, sure. And actually, you know, with that Black Widow thing, too, I mean, I yeah, I admit that was a a slight. Right. Yeah. Not only a slight to the character, but also like if you're thinking about someone who does female characters so well to, to have something that was almost so lackluster and almost a little bit insulting to I really just think that was a misstep. I think that was one of those things you, you're kind of right. That kind of just fell through the cracks that like maybe he wrote that and just didn't go back and flesh that, that yeah, story right. out a little bit more. Maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, um, it's just heavy. And plus to try to follow up the success and just the impact of Avengers one, the first one. Yeah. You know, that's got to take such a heavy toll. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So I understand, man. But, um, yeah, the question is now who plays Barbara Gordon. And I'm curious, like they haven't, uh, you know, done any like, uh, announcements in terms of like release date or like casting. So like, when is this going to be filmed? And like that could then like, you know, possibly give us hints at like when we could get casting news. Cause like what, what if it's like going to start filming, as soon as like maybe this fall because they're trying to fill in that release date mm-hmm. for 2018 alongside Aquaman. Like yeah. I wonder if they're going to fast track this now that Whedon's on board because he's doing everything. Like he's right. like, you know, I don't know, like if he already has a script ready. Yeah. You know, we don't know where it's at in terms of the stages. So like it's really kind of up in the air. And my guess is that these are all just like still preliminary things. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he's like gung ho. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely. sure he's totally bought in. Um, this the question is, yeah, the progress. Where are they at with it? Um you know, Whedon's a really meticulous writer. Mm-hmm. I think he'll take his time with this. Definitely. You know, and, um, you know, this is an interesting trend because I remember, like, not, like, three or four weeks ago, sitting across from you, sitting where Steve is sitting now, looking you dead in the eye, Noah, and saying, I have lost faith in the path forward for DC Universe. Yeah, it was looking murky. It was looking real bad. Yeah. And then, like that, you've got the Matt Reeves thing. You've got the Matthew Vaughn kind of rumor thing still hanging out. Now this Whedon thing comes out of nowhere. Could this be the thing that turns around the DC universe? And I think I've heard like a couple of things about like they're starting to get their footing in terms of the director for Flash. Mm-hmm. So like that's good. They could be like you know setting their path. Like it could be okay now. Yeah, and I think this is what it needed. I think you needed high power directors. Definitely. You know, I mean, I understand them taking chances with with new people, right? Zack Snyder, obviously, there's no excuse. Zack Snyder's been around, you know. Steve's shaking his shaking head. my head. <laughs> it's like, he's been around the block wind too many times. Way too many times. I just want Justice League to be good. And then Zack Snyder take a break. Then just take a break, Zack. Just and take bite. take five, take five years. Yeah, by take a break means never come back. Yeah. That. Don't call us, we'll call you. Don't show us Superman in the trailer. Just don't. Yeah, please no. So yeah, there's all this stuff, you know, and I think that it needed these these good directors who are not up and coming guys, you know, and and gals too. I mean, Patty Jenkins is she's is up and coming. Yeah. So that's good, I guess, in that regard. But you know, for the other people, they needed to put their foot down. They didn't say, "Listen, we can't spend eight weeks writing this and then jump into a movie." That's just not how proper movies are made. Absolutely not. That's exactly what happened with Suicide Squad. They yeah. gave him eight weeks. They gave David Ayer eight weeks to write that thing. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty good at writing. I could write a colossal piece POS for you guys yeah. in eight weeks, <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, marketable. Yeah, you know. So it's one of those things, and I'm just glad that you know they're they're finally kicking it off. But uh, you know, in in the light of universes, in the light of uh, franchises moving forward, where are we at with Star Wars? Yeah. So well, now we're going to go into uh, the Star Wars news of the week. So what do we got, Steven? There is actually quite a bit of Star Wars news, so we'll just kind of touch on a few things, can breeze through it because we've got plenty of other stuff to talk about. So uh, Star Wars Celebration is coming up Sweet. in the next couple weeks, I think, and we are going to get a teaser for The Last Jedi. Thank God. Yeah. And their panel, so that'll be awesome. Can't wait. Um, next thing. Sources, I don't know who, they claim <laughs> that Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm fully intend to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi film starring Ewan McGregor. One film, not a trilogy, which is still good. Yeah. Possibly directed by Gareth Edwards. Might bring him back after yes. Rogue One. Cool. All for it. Great. Let's see it. Yeah, you're like, that's got to be crazy news for you. The Obi-Wan movie is my, <laughs> the, the spin-off that I want the most. It's like the pedestal. Yeah. Like Han Solo, 
I'll take it or leave it. Just give me my Obi-Wan movie. Guys, I got to tell you, watching Steve, like, sit here with his phone, all of a sudden boiling up with anticipation. <sighs> Obi-Wan. It was, was a pretty awesome experience. Obi-Wan. Okay. Next thing. The <laughs> Boba Fett film, which kind of fell by the wayside after Josh Trank did all of his Josh Trankness, but ruining yeah. Fanforstick. So that is kind of being talked about again, but it'll be an ensemble film with multiple bounty hunters. So mm. I, your IG-88s, your Bosks. That's cool. That could be really Dengar, cool. Dengar, all that. Cool. That'll be cool. A lot of, like, uh, universe building with yeah. that, I would think. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to see, like, between five and six fighting over Frozen Han in Carbonite. That'd be oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That Trying to really get cool. him to Jabba because that huge bounty's out. Yeah. Uh, next thing. They want to do some sort of young adult film <laughs> set in the Star Wars universe. They, throw, they threw around the words romance, and they described it as a tragedy. Star Wars Twilight coming soon. Exactly, yeah. I'm actually really on board with this. Okay, so we were talking about this before the episode started. Yeah. And it seems like Noah stands alone here. That's okay. It sounds like he's a lone wolf on this. (laughs) Noah, what in God's name makes you think that this is going to work out? I just, okay, like, it it sounds like really cool to me. Just the idea of like a Romeo and Juliet-esque story in the Star Wars universe where like someone's on the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Empire side and someone's on the Rebellion side. That just sounds like really cool to me. I don't know. There's just something about that, like the concept in itself, just sounds like kind of cool. Like it, it's like also like another kind of like ground level look, similar to Rogue One, like maybe, uh, which would be cool. Uh, and then just like the dynamics between like what what did the people on the Rebellion side from ground level think of the Empire? What did the like the uh, upper class people in the Empire think of like all the crazy? You know, you know, people in the re- rebellion. I think that would be like an inter- interesting uh, look at it all. So, Steve, I want to get your take on this, but as far as I'm concerned, there's only one romance that belongs in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and that is Han and Princess Leia. If anything else, GTFO. Steve, what's your take? Um, <laughs> I want to. S- well, another <laughs> another pitch here for yeah. Star Wars romance. Okay, the Titanic. On a star destroyer. Oh my gosh, that's Ooh, great! That and it okay, hits I like an that asteroid. That's great. I could dig that. And they're out in spacesuits on the front of the triangle. <laughs> I'm king of the galaxy. Okay, no, like you had me, and then I you lost float. me. Look at me, I can float. <laughs> oh Let's see it. Wow. Maybe or not. That wow. could be like, what if it's like on the Death Star or something? Well, I was, I was just gonna yeah. say that too. If they're already playing with this Rogue One concept, yeah. right, and just like they're filling in all the blanks between, you know, obviously the first. The first trilogy yeah. and you know what we know as the true trilogy <clears throat> um that might actually be pretty cool yeah you know to me it just sounds like an extended universe book like come to life as a movie and i just like him all about that she was a contracted worker for the empire yeah <laughs> he was a stormtrooper little did they know that they meet and fall in love what on if, the death star what if they like advertise it as a rom-com but then it's like dramatic as hell <laughs> that would be awful <laughs> such a flip I'm also going to interject, because you're forgetting another key romance in the Star Wars universe, kicked off by the best pickup line in history. Hey, Padme, I hate sand. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it gets everywhere. Of course. I always forget about the Padme-Anakin romance, oh. because I just don't want to think about it, you know? That's awful. Ugh. Hashtag bring back Hayden. This is like kind of like unrelated, but I really want to see Mara Jade in uh, uh, this upcoming Star Wars movie. In like, some form. In some form. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Whether like through reference or actually physically seeing her, that'd be dope. Well, I think that they're going to start playing with more of that stuff now because I mean, obviously, you know, they didn't, I don't did they ever really explicitly say that, I mean, I know they were cutting off like the extended universe, right? And like maybe borrowing from some stuff, but did they ever say that they were going to like stay away specifically from going into like Rebels territory or even like going back to Clone Wars territory. Oh no! Like they like uh, what's uh the character in Rogue Admiral One? Thr- Admiral Thrawn. Uh, oh wait, no, that's Rebels. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh, which one? The you know that guy. Jin, Jin's like a father oh, figure. Oh, Galen Erso. Galen Erso is like straight out of uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Sweet. Like they like took him. They're like, yep, he actually like founded the Rebellion, which is kind of cool. Dope. Uh, but like they they're not against like taking things from this new established canon and also taking things from the old canon and yeah. bringing it back into the fold. Because the EU, I guess, at certain points was just a mess. It was. Just yeah. weird books and stuff. So, like, strange. they're, like, I feel like they can just Pick find the good, the good stuff, yeah. like Thrawn and yeah. Mara Jade and all that other good stuff and just, like, pull that out and put it in the into the new canon. 
So is that for for Star Wars, or is there anything else on the uh, horizon that we need to know about? I think that was it. Yeah, that's the. Those are definitely the big things to look out for. I believe it's next weekend is uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. So like all the news is going to be coming out then. So yeah. keep your eyes open. And there was one quick thing. Um, they want to spread out like the main saga movies, like post Episode yeah. Nine. This is cool. So like the main trilogy the story, Skywalker right? Trilogy. That whole saga is going to be more of like an event. So we're not just like oversaturated with keeping up with the Skywalkers or whatever this trilogy is going to turn out to be. Which so is, like the yeah. spinoff movies will like still be happening, but and there won't be like a twenty year gap like there was between Six and Force Awakens. But it's going to be they're not just going to keep cranking them out. Which is really good because like uh, I love Star Wars, but that's just way too much. Right. If you pump it out like every other year, that's you can't do that. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm so critical of like these like side stories. Mm-hmm. I mean like I. I was lukewarm to Rogue One. I'm yeah. going to, when it, it's out already, so I'm going to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Like, I've got to. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came out, like, uh, as we're recording today on Blu-ray and DVD and stuff. Which is freaking awesome. Yeah. So, I'll have to I'll have to rewatch it, but I just was so underwhelmed. I don't know why. I can't even put my finger on By it. By Rogue One? Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm with you. It just wasn't there. The last 20 minutes are great. It was fantastic. But the rest of it, it's like... I, I challenged my roommate because he really loved it. Yeah. But he's I, like, he had the nostalgia goggles on. I was like, name five characters that, exactly. aren't, that aren't from the original trilogy. Exactly. And he was like, well, Jin, K2, the blind guy. The blind guy. And he has a like, name. Right. I don't know his name because I don't care about him. Iruk Mwe or something? Something Mwe. Chirrut yeah. Mwe. Chirrut. Yeah, Chirrut. I, got, I got the Ood part. <laughs> I got this. Point is, it's, it's, it's a fine, it's fine. Yeah. It's a Star Wars movie. I yeah. loved it. But I loved Rogue One. You just I like, loved the last 20 minutes with n- the Hammerhead Corvette and Darth Vader killing it. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was so good. <laughs> Noah's out on his own little island. <laughs> That's with okay. His, with with his romance movies in Rogue One. Paddling away. I mean, if we're going to be honest. Uh, but so the, the next kind of bit of news is like Spider-Man related. Yes. It's kind of controversial. Very controversial. Uh, so they, uh, a lot of news outlets were invited to the homecoming set in Atlanta back in August, I believe, uh, just to, you know, write articles and stuff. And there was like a, uh, you know, a time, you know, date that like now they can finally release all this stuff. But yeah. basically they're saying uh, Stark has given t- uh, Peter an AI within his spider suit along with all these like gadgets and stuff. Hmm. Uh, so it's basically the Iron Spider suit. Uh, basically. And like, I guess they're saying like at a point, like Tony puts on this like, uh, like training wheels program so he can't use all the abilities in the suit or something like that and so like okay. uh, there's like there's a lot of technology including an AI being you know integrated into this new costume and some people are like on board with it on board with it and some people aren't and they're just like what is going on this is too much why are, is there all this Iron Man stuff yeah I'm, uh, on the, I'm on the fence what's yeah what's your what's your takeaway from this I'm on the fence because at the, okay so one of the things that I wanted to see in Civil War was him getting this iron spider suit didn't happen it's okay I know that he did some some upgrades to his suit and that was fine I think that was as close as we got right yeah um so I think the iron spider concept just was always really cool to me yeah. and I've always wanted to see it so I'm I with th- you. I think seeing that in this movie too since they're going all out, yeah. Um. It's like Marvel's big day out with Spider-Man Homecoming one, two, three. I don't know. Um. But it's, it's a, it's an unsafe bet, and it's an unsafe bet because the one thing that people are so excited about is getting this very pure version of Spider-Man, right? And now it's just it's not going to be that, right? It's going to be Tony Stark's sidekick, who happens to be Peter Parker, who happens to be Spider-Man, in basically Iron Man's suit. Um. And I think, like, the limitations of the, of the tech, like, if you're going to have the tech, why not use all the tech? Yeah. Like, I understand there's, like, some, like, weird teaching, you know, subplot mm-hmm. that, you know, Tony's, like, training him and mentoring him. Um, but I don't know. And maybe they could spin it on us. Maybe they could spin it on us and, like, this could be, like, a point of contention that Peter has. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I don't need this. Because there's that line in the trailer, right? Something about, like... Like, if, if you if you think you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve the suit. And then he looks at him and he's like, well, then what, what about you? You know? Yeah. So, um... Maybe there's a moment where he's using all this stuff. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go back. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Peter Parker. Yeah. I'm going to be who I am. This is what it was about anyway. Don't right? need your fancy suit. <laughs> I don't need your tech. <laughs> Get out of here. So I don't know. If they turn it into something cool, that would be fun. And I know that Marvel has a penchant for doing stuff like that. Yeah. So that could be on the horizon. I guess it just takes something that 
these you guys know that I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah. And that this is actually something that's making me a bigger Spider-Man fan because I'm going back, I'm reading some stuff, and I just want to be like, okay, like, I'll give this a chance. And this is, like, really, like, tampering, you know, it's just really tempering my excitement for this. What about you, Stephen? What's your, what's your takeaway? Well, Ben brought up a lot of really good points, so that kind of, like, sh- made me think, like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I feel like... With the Civil War reveal, like, we could have gotten Iron Spider. I thought that might have been a thing, but just to, like, the first movie that he's in, I feel like the traditional suit is like was, like, the way to go, but I feel like it could ramp up to Iron Spider sure. at a certain point, like... Infinity War. Infinity War, I think War, that's maybe. the most realistic time for it, or especially when they're in space. Iron Spider or the black suit. Yeah. yeah. Find a symbiote out in space, and then in a future Spider-Man movie, we get Venom, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So I feel like... That is a good point. Like, I didn't know about, like, the training wheels thing. So that is kind of weird. But, um, yeah, I'm confident. I think they'll they'll do good with it. For me, like, I, I'm uh, completely understanding, like, what they're going for. Like, I get why... I think, okay, so, like, in terms of, like, the trailer that we got recently, there was, like, way too much stuff that they revealed that was, like, unacceptable. Yeah, that's Sony's fault. Hopefully, yeah, because, like, Sony, if you've, like, seen any of their marketing campaigns for literally any of their movies they've been doing recently, it's ridiculous. They're just shoving it in the your The Amazing face. Spider-Man 2 marketing campaign was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so this recent trailer was shown way too much. So, but, like, now we know that uh, this whole thing with Tony where he's, like, taking Peter's suit and, like, he ends up battling Vulture without the fancy suit. So, like, I'm okay with this whole idea that, like, I mean, with Tony being in it a lot, I think it's understandable because this is, like, the first time out in the MCU and they really want to establish that this is this is... This new Spider-Man, he's in the MCU, and, you know, jumping off from, like, Civil War, it makes sense why there's this, like, uh, close interaction between these guys. But yeah. uh, in terms of, like, the technology stuff uh, with the AI and, like, all this, like, crazy mechanical, you know, doodads that are coming off of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's got, like, a drone coming off of the spider emblem. I don't need any of that. Like, if that's a spider tracer, cool. But if, like, he's going to do, like, some sort of, like, weird surveillance thing, eh. But, like... Face value—that's stupid. It is, yeah. but within what? the within the context of the story that they're trying to tell, I think it makes sense because basically, like the whole arc is like it's like a coming of age story. Peter's trying to prove to Tony and also like himself that like he doesn't like he he is like a superhero and then he's like worthy of you know the title. And I think like him proving to himself and Tony that he doesn't need all this shit is going to be like a crucial part of it. And I could see them going in that route. If it turns out like. That's not it, but I think it totally is, given the trailer. Like, I, I think it's going to be really cool, like, if they go that route. Yeah. And like, I, it's just, like, depending on how they're going to take it on. But I, th- I think it's going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, look at all this stuff. I think they're going to end up having him be like, I don't need you. I'm going to make my own suit. I'm fine. Thank you, but, like, I think I'm going to be okay. Like, this was good. This was a good learning thing, but, like, I think I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Which would be really cool. You know, and he, he needs to rely on his distinct powers. Yeah, right. He needs to rely on the things that make him Spider-Man. You know, whether that is his just kind of, like, boyish outlook towards all of this, that everybody has the capacity to be good. Yeah. Right? And then there's a responsibility arc that he always has, no matter what. And then, you know, there's actually his things, you know? I just want him to see him doing Spidey Sense stuff, you know, and just web-slinging. That's all I need. Um... Because those powers are awesome, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's great to think about being a teenager, right? You guys remember when you guys were teenagers? Yeah, it was like a couple years ago. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It was like about when I'm still a teenager. Yeah, I'm still a teenager. I'm wow. 19. Yeah. Wow. What's it like to be a teenager, man? Uh, it's okay. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Well, that was a long time ago for me. So, I, yeah. you know, I digress. <laughs> but, you know, I just always thought about like, you know, man, it must be really cool to be a teenager. And like, you know, you're kind of a nerd. And you're kind of a dork. But then I don't know where you get bit by this crazy animal that yeah. you have powers. It made me think about all the times I've been bit by animals. Yeah. And I haven't gotten powers. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this weekend I got bit by a cat. It was awful. <laughs> I have the wounds to prove it. Guys, I will post this on Facebook. He does. I'm going to describe my hand right now. My forefinger got bit <laughs> by an angry cat. So there are two bite wounds on my forefinger on my left hand. When I had to go to the ER the next day because my hand began to swell up oh my God. like like a like a pumpkin. You're not like allergic or whatever, right? <laughs> no, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and uh, they actually had to give me a bunch of uh, like antibiotics. They gave me a tetanus shot. Nice. Which hurt like hell. Yeah. And then they outlined the actual swelling with this like purple magic marker, which has yet to like dissipate. It's still there. From my hand. 
And then a little dotted line even further out, and they said, okay, if it goes past this line and hits this line, you're in trouble. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what does that mean? They're like, we'll amputate after that. I was like, no, please. I need my hand. Was it a radioactive cat? Well, that's what I, that's what I, you know, yeah, I had like, hoped. You know, where did you get, wh- where were you that you got bit well, by a cat? Well, I was, I was babysitting, you know. Okay. okay. I, uh, so my girlfriend, her sister just had, I had a kid. It's like the cutest thing in the world. And I'm 29. I'm getting to that age, guys. You know. I see kids and yeah. I'm just like, I want, I want a kid now. <laughs> I'm going to like have a kid. Let's go. Maybe adopt a kid. Yeah. I'll just bring me all the babies, right? But not a cat. But not, yeah, well, I have a cat, yeah. and he's he's lovely, you know, but uh, it was weird. So we were hanging out, you know, their cat, they have a bunch of cats, right? Okay, did they so, all attack you at once? No, that would have <laughs> been awesome. That would have been a better story. Yeah. I was just hanging out with this cat. His name is Chubbs. He's a big, fat cat. You know, looks like Garfield. Uh-huh. And, nice. uh, you know, I was petting him. He goes to play bite. I was like, oh, this is sweet. And then, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Ripped right through the flesh. Oh, man. I saw it immediately, too. It was a huge gash. Right, it was like a huge, deep, just wound out of nowhere. So That's like, so weird. that sucks. <laughs> I think I'm gonna die. But so like, you know, this all happens, and we go to the hospital, and I start thinking about like, you know, what if Chubbs is radioactive? What yeah. if Chubbs had a past life where he just you know rolled in a bunch of toxic waste, and next thing you know, like he he's, is, yeah, he, he's got crazy cat powers. I mean, he's a cat. Just enhanced cat powers. He might have powers, and it transfers to you now. Yeah, guys, I have no powers. Not yet. It's rough. I mean, I have abilities. <laughs> not like cool abilities. I mean, you can write. That's cool. But you guys have been bitten by cats too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. I, I, well, I like dogs and cats, but I've only ever had cats because my parents are like, you're not getting a dog. We'll get you a cat. So I've been bitten quite a few times. Also, no superpowers, unfortunately. What's the worst cat bite that you got? Oh, man, they've never been that bad. <laughs> That's but good. I don't think they've ever broken the skin. Scratches have, but not not bites. So you're lucky, man, because I guess I guess I learned this from the ER doctor who also threatened to amputate my hand. That uh, cats they have like hollow teeth, right? Because mm-hmm. they their mouths are so bacteria ridden from yeah. just you know licking their butts and whatever the heck they've licked all day. Whatever. Cats I don't know do. where that tongue's been. Yeah. Right. But they actually for a defense mechanism, so they make sure that you know MFers don't like actually come back to get bit again. They inject back at bacteria. Really? Into the wound. Oh wow! So they'll like t- they'll bite you, and yeah. if they like really really want to bite you, like how Chubbs bit me yeah. this weekend. That's why this thing has got so damn infected. Like it looks fine now. Yeah, you know this looks like a normal hand. I kid you not. This whole area where it's purple was bright red and swollen. Jeez. Oh because that dude injected whatever his bacteria like was. Fucking snakes or something. I know, man. That's crazy. So, I didn't know that. So I got injected with cat bacteria. I had cellulitis. You know how gross that is? That sounds gross. That's like yeah, necrotic sounds... cell death. That's cool. Oh my yeah, gosh. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So, Noah, um, I mean, this sounds pretty grisly, and it is grisly. Yeah. But you you have a story to tell. Yeah, mine, mine also was pretty messed up. <laughs> uh, I was like in middle school, and like we got like a kitten. It wasn't like super old, but it wasn't also super young. It was kind of like in that ripe age where like if it bit you, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to mess you up like that. Sure. Uh, like... It was like winter and it accidentally jumped into like a bucket of water because we were like washing the car for whatever reason. Which is the bane of a cat's existence. Yeah. Yeah, it jumps in the water and it's like freezing. We're like, oh, so I like I got in it in like a little uh, towel. I was like wiping it off, giving it, giving it some food. And it just it just kind of crawls up my chest and just clatches onto my lip. <laughs> and it wouldn't let go for like a solid five minutes. And it was awful. Did you like try to shake it off? Yeah, we had to, we had to get it off. And it was, it was so bad because like the cat's adorable. And it, it was a nightmare. Like I was just on the couch. <laughs> and I was like, ah, like, oh. Uh, it was a sight to behold. Did you try to talk while the like the cat was attached? Oh, yeah, to I was like, mom, mom, like my mom had to get it off, like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like this, like like tiny, like like just cat, like right up by my face, and it was just ridiculous. So we have these gruesome stories, but it's pretty pathetic that we got no powers. Yeah, um, guys, if you could have cat powers, what would be the ideal cat power for you? That's a good question. That is a good question. What kind of cat would you be? What kind of things would you do if you had cat powers? Cats can, like, jump around and climb stuff real yes, cool. Yes, they can very well. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Do, like, like superhuman extreme parkour or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You so, like, like, you're not Spider-Man, but, like, you're, like, almost there. But you can, like, you can leap. Yeah, you can, like, leap pretty good. So, yeah. like, I think that's what I would want to do. That'd be kind of dope. That's cool. Steve, what about you? Uh, I don't know. Because have, have you ever thought about it? No. What you would do if you were a cat? Because yeah. cats are, like... They got, like... 
good senses. Cats right? are like stone cold killers. They're yeah. like the ultimate predator. They yeah. are. They do not care. They have no remorse. So like you have like these heightened senses and reflexes and claws and stuff. So I would probably go like a Wolverine esque route. That'd be more like saber tooth though. Yeah. It would just be like your fingernails That's almost, yep. right? Like be like, mm. okay, I'll be saber tooth then. So yeah, the, there you go. So then, okay, now so that, that brings up an interesting point. So you know whether you're you're looking at the Wolverine lens or the saber tooth lens, what have you, if you were a stone cold killer, would you be a villain or would you be a conflicted hero trying to like you know put the killer side aside? Conflicted hero. I hang out with Punisher. Conflicted hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Punisher and Catman. Punisher and Catman. Cat which Catman is an actual character. So. Is it like in Fairly Odd Parents or are you <laughs> yeah. thinking of someone else? No, no. Catman is an actual Marvel character. Really? Yeah, nice. he's Catman. Oh. I, I implore you to look up Catman after this. All right. Yeah. He, is, they, he is also in Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Voice by yeah, Adam that's West. Adam West. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Listeners, if you if you uh, want to school um, young Noah here about Catman, I want you guys to post pictures of Catman in various you know stages of being Catman onto our Twitter and we'll retweet them. Yeah, we'll retweet all the cat men at Raving Geeks and at No Bashor on Twitter. Personally, for me, yeah. Personally, for me, I think the hairball thing is really intriguing. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. Oh, this is gross. Go it, on. <laughs> hey, I'll bite. Okay. So, um, ugh, yeah, I don't want to think about cat bites anymore. But no. Okay. So, cat hairballs are gross. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And I didn't realize that, like, when they when they cough up hairballs. Because my cat really doesn't cough up hairballs. Yeah. It's like puke logs. Oh. Did you ever know that? It's disgusting. Like, now I understand why people are like, oh, a hairball. Yeah. I'm like, I thought it was just a little ball of hair. No, it's just it's like, like way worse. It's like actually gross, like bile-ridden hair, right? So I th- started thinking, it's like, well, bile like can like break stuff down pretty easily, right? So if I was a cat power, if I had cat powers, I'd spit hairballs at people. Weaponized hairballs. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, next thing you know, they're, dis- a wall. they're dissolved. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> but guys, as we uh, as we wrap up this conversation about extra, extra powered cats and extra powered cat people, uh, we got to talk about the greatest sci-fi show known to man that is out right now. Rick and Morty, ladies and gentlemen, is back with a season three. Yeah. Right. So we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back and we're going to break down Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 1. Heck yeah. That's funny, dude. Sorry about that. Catman. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. And we're back. And as always, guys, you can listen to really cool podcasts on cmlife.com. That's cm-life.com. We're also on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. You can download us. You can stream us. We're on Facebook. Everybody else, I think, has a Facebook. But yeah. if they don't have a Facebook, you should really just be visiting our Facebook. We have a Twitter and an Instagram, too. So yes, that's pretty cool. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. So, you know, I just want to make a quick correction here, guys. Want to backtrack a bit? Uh, I was I was I misspoke when I said that Catman was a Marvel villain or villain or character. Uh, he is not. He's a DC character, and we know this because we just looked up pictures of him because we had to show. Yeah, we had to show little Noah, and uh, he looks like Batman for one, which is really funny. Yeah, but he was in Brave and the Bold. Yeah, he was. So there's that. But it's like Batman, but like his costume's orange, <laughs> and his ears are not like straight up like bat no, thingies. Like cats. It's like little cat ears. <laughs> But he's like menacing also. So I know, he's not adorable at all. Yeah, he's like he's got this like really angry face. I would be very he's frightened. a mean cat. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's Chubbs. I think it's Chubbs. <laughs> he's Chubbs. Yeah. What if he just like acts like a cat and kind of rolls around and scratches at things? Yeah. And that's his whole deal. Yeah. That's like, and he's not even like a villain, he's just kind of like a big inconvenience for like everyone. <laughs> Dude, it's like just leave me alone. It's like, oh guys, Catman's in the bank again. Dude, we fed him already. <laughs> he's what knocking he everything off the counters. Somebody go <laughs> get him. Someone stop him from scratching the walls. Oh god. But yeah, so um, we're moving on here. We're going to talk about our main segment. Uh, this is something that is so very dear to, I think, all three of us. Absolutely. You yep. know, I'm a, I'm a new Rick and Morty fan. I had not watched it for a real long time. So I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. I had no conception that it was going to be that freaking funny. But over break, I was hanging out with my brother, 
And he's like, man, you, you like Rick and Morty, right? And I was like, actually, I've never watched it. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hold the phone. Yes. Shut down all of his video games. He's like, you're going to sit here and just watch all of season one and season two. So we binged it. And it was freaking great. Yeah. I don't know what I was missing. It's but, so good. Yeah. So you guys are you guys are fans. So what, so what is Rick and Morty? For people who have not seen Rick and Morty or have been living under a proverbial rock for the last 10 years. So basically, it's kind of like it started out as like kind of like a spoof of Back to the Future where it's like, you know, Doc Brown and Marty. And it's like kind of that relationship where it's like the scientist and the kid. Uh, but Rick and Morty takes it to the extreme and it goes in far more dark places. Surely. Uh, but like Morty is Rick's. Uh, oh, wait, no. Rick is Morty's grandpa. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, and like they go on crazy adventures throughout different dimensions instead of like time traveling. I think they time they haven't time traveled yet. There's uh, one episode where one they episode mess with time they, and yeah. Key and Peel stop them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess, with, don't mess with time. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that that was a thing. Uh, but like basically it's just like these crazy ass adventures with like a grandpa and his grandkid. But like it's it's so messed up. Like it's hard to like like give examples. It's like, vulgar. Yeah. It's got tons of references that will completely go over your head unless if you're a complete pop culture nerd. Yeah. Because it's just got tons of stuff. They make up references. Yeah. Like, there's one episode <laughs> where they're watching, like, Intergalactic Cable, and there's, like, oh, like this reference to this guy. It's, like, Jean... Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Jan Michael yeah. Vincent. <laughs> and the entire time you're like, are we supposed to know who Jan Michael Vincent is? And then immediately Morty's like, Rick, are we supposed to know who he is? And it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's like this really meta thing where yeah. they like make references that they know that you're not gonna get, and it's like almost like one of those jokes like where you're sitting around a room and like people laugh at shit that they don't really yeah. understand, and you're just like gauging like you don't know what you're talking about. They I all, made that up. They also reference that. Yeah, Rick says a joke, and Rick and or not. Sorry, Rick says a joke. Morty and Summer laugh. It's like, oh yeah, you like that, huh? It's funny. Well, guess what? I made it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think for yourselves. Don't be shoot. <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> There's this stuff all the time. It's so good. It's really rather adult. I don't, I mean, I'm glad this is on Adult Swim. I actually oh, thought, yeah. I thought this was on Cartoon Network proper. Really? When I first, like, I had a conception of it. And I was like, yeah, they probably just pushed the limits. And then, like, when I first started, like, kind of watching it, I was like, holy God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's dark and, like, they go to some crazy stuff. It's like. It also gets super deep every now and then. Yeah, just randomly sure. punches you in the heart. Sure. It's like, yeah. Oh. You know, and uh, Rick is like kind of a raging alcoholic. Oh my gosh. You yeah. know, he's got this. The, li- that first episode. Yeah. It's just like him like driving this like hover car that he has <laughs> made <drunk>. of trash. <laughs> and like he kind of like just takes more. And he's like, oh, Morty, we're going to blow up the world or whatever, like this crazy stuff. And he's like, oh, like you and your girlfriend, you and this girl that you like are going to be the last <laughs> ones, Morty. Ad- Adam and Eve, Morty. It's going to be good, Morty. You and me. You and me and the girl, Morty. And it's like the, the car, the flying car is just filled with booze. Yeah. And it's so bad. Oh my god! So this show is is was pretty br- groundbreaking. Yeah, and it's just so freaking funny. And um, I don't think that, I mean, I used to watch really early Adult Swim. You know, so I'm talking like you know Brack Show kind of stuff. And you know when Coast to Coast was really like in its heyday, um, which was like all kind of precursor to Adult Swim too. You know, um, home movies stuff like that. But never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that they would ever come up with something like this. Yeah. It really is kind of like a watershed moment for Adult Swim. And um, so they had two seasons out, and then there was a really long lapse of time. About a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Which is a lot for, a sh- for, a, for an animated show. You know, you'd think that you can just turn those things around real quick. But not Rick and Morty. Apparently, they took their time. And you know what? I'm glad that they did. Yeah. Because, guys, on on April Fool's, April Fool's, April Fool's Day, Fool's. April Fool's Day, they all, out of nowhere started streaming the first episode over and over and over again, right? Yeah. Yep. So that was weird enough. I don't think anybody really expected it. It kind of just happened. Because, like, people were trying to share it, and it's like, guys, new Rick and Morty episode, and everyone's like, shut up. You're being mean. Leave it's me like, alone. <laughs> it's like, no, this is real. We've been fooled too many times. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. But everybody was just like, this is not a drill. Just go. Just go. Yeah. And so we've all watched it. It's all pretty freaking good. So let's do a little bit of a breakdown and a recap. So Steve or Noah, whoever wants to go first, what did we see in this episode? Or what are some of the funniest moments that you saw in this episode? So it starts off. Spoiler alert. Spo- yeah, yeah, spoilers for this episode, by if, the way. If you haven't prob- watched it, yeah. you're a fool. Yeah. An absolute fool, because it came out on April Fool's Day, and you should have taken advantage of it. Right. Yeah, this is, like, I would say a really good jumping on point, because the show is completely available for you 
online. Like it's it's probably like still there on that site, right? I think if, it up. And I even if you can't yeah. find it on that site, YouTube has a ripped version of it. It's on Facebook like a ton. Vimeo has a ripped version of it. You can if you want to find it, you can find it. Yeah, and this is totally a good jumping on point. Start watching that episode and just carry on with it as it's gonna air. Uh, throughout the summer, I think they're going to go with it. Yeah. Yep. It's coming back in the summer. Yeah. So the episode kicks off where season two left off, where Rick has been arrested by the galactic authorities for being the worst person ever. For being Rick. He's yeah. a intergalactic terrorist, essentially. Yeah. Broken a lot of laws. A lot of laws. <laughs> so the Galactic Federation, I guess, has taken over Earth, and Morty and Summer are just kind of living. Those are like the two kids, by the way. Yeah. Summer, the granddaughter, is like, I'm sick of this. We're getting Rick back. And little do we know that Rick has an incredibly elaborate plan to escape. It involves swapping brains with Nathan Fillion. Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> a, an elite military unit known as SEAL Team Ricks. Yep. And a massive teleportation <laughs> device. And hilarity ensues. Huh. And we learn Rick's motivations are a packet of McDonald's sauce that was canceled in 1998. So, so let's backtrack a little bit here. Because that's a lot of information to unpack here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the show opens up, as as Steve mentioned, Rick's in jail. The family's dealing with some crap. Because the Galactic Federation took over, everybody's got, like, space jobs now. They all are involved in, like, the space, the Galactic Federation currency. They all get paid in pills. They just yeah. eat pills. <laughs> they eat pills. That's their breakfast. Uh, the mom's all strung out. Yeah. Whether it's on booze or the pills, we really don't know. Yeah. You know, she's super mad at Rick because one of the running jokes of the entire, like, two other two seasons is that, you know, he was a terrible father. Yeah. Right? And he left her, so now it's, like, the last straw. Rick abandoned us, so we're not, screw him. Everyone's super anti We don't talk about Rick. Yeah. By the way, the dad is voiced by Chris Parnell, and if you know who Chris Parnell is, he was on SNL, and he also played Leo Spichemin on 30 Rock. I love Chris Parnell. He's, like, one of my favorite comedians. He's so good in this show. He is hilarious in yeah. this show. So he's working for the Galactic Federation, too. And, like, he's like, this is great. I make, like, so many minutes, blah, 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 whatever the currency he's is like, called. I've been promoted, like, ten times, and I don't even know what I do. <laughs> Shut up, Cyril. Uh, yeah. So this is all going on. But then when you go back to the to the jail situation, like, they're, like, neuralizing his brain. They're yeah. neuralizing Rick's brain because they're trying to get information for him, from him, right? So they're, like, running through his memories and, like, trying to get to it and uh, Rick is just so smart you know that he's basically playing these guys for a fool the yeah. entire time yep. you know they think they're in this restaurant called Shoney's <laughs> is Shoney's a real place I don't think no so no idea yeah That's whatever so they're in there and they transfer and there's like this weird origin story that they have um, tragic backstory that tragic yeah. backstory like so like he's like trying to build like the teleportation gun initially or something along those lines yeah. along those lines and like essentially what happens is like oh he doesn't build it his future self does and he comes back and he's like oh here's all this technology and he's like eh that's no, okay cuz he's got a wife yeah, he's got a wife he's got a kid yeah he's, he's a- like yeah whatever and then like the future self ends up like bombing it and killing the wife and kids in so, like, front of him in front of him <laughs> so like brutal. he ends up having to like go back in time or something and like saving them i guess and it's just like just a lot all of a sudden dropped on us. Sure. So you 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 assume that this this master plan that he's hatching to get out yeah. is yeah. to a save his family yeah. and to avenge, you know, his dead wife and kid. Well, if you guys know anything about Rick and Morty, you know that Rick is a real POS. Yeah. He's a real piece of work. He's an awful person. He's a terrible terrible human being. Hence why they jailed him in the first place, yeah. right? His intentions are not that pure. Like they, like some alien was like, what are you in here for? And he's like, everything. Everything. <laughs> right. Uh. So, you know, as this all goes on, there's this there's this SEAL team Rick, right? So what happens is that Heather and... Heather, Summer and Morty. Summer. Summer. I don't know why I said Heather. Summer and, and uh, Morty are, are trying to get him back. So they steal his interdimensional gun, right? Was that... Did they steal it? From or? the dead body of another Rick. From the dead body of another Rick that they buried in their backyard. It's a long story. It's, it's a long real, story. Let's watch season two. You'll be fine. Is it season two or season one where that happens? It's season one. Season, season one. one. Watch season one. That There you go. Yeah. And so they steal it. They use it. And out of nowhere, a bunch of like, like gun-toting like space cadet Ricks show up out of nowhere 
And it's like, this is, there's an illegal use of an interdimensional gun, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm Morty C-137. <laughs> like, trust me. So, like, oh, okay. Okay. So the, the whole story here is that, and this is really weird, because they haven't introduced this in any other season, have they? What? The, the, the Citadel. The Citadel yeah, of Ricks. Oh, yeah, because it's like the Council of Ricks. So, like, the Council of Ricks is basically, like, all the possible Ricks from all the different sure. other, like, dimensions within the multiverse. So uh, in the so background, you'll see, like, a cowboy Rick and a lizard Rick. <laughs> and, like, some, like, weird monster Rick. And, like, it's just, like, all the possible different versions of Rick and all, of like, reality. And they all come together to form this, like, giant, like, council. And they kind of, like, run the universe in a way. Uh, and then, like, our Rick is, like, the super rebellious Rick. He's the most rickiest Rick of them all. <laughs> That's what they say in and the episode, too. So, like, he hates himself. So, like, he's the most rickiest Rick. So they all, like... They all hate him. Yeah, so <laughs> you have these Ricks who hate everybody, hate themselves, who are hunting this one major Rick because he's a major Rick, you know? And, <laughs> uh, you know, so it gets it gets wild. So you get introduced again to the Citadel. You get to see this. They all realize that they need to stop Rick from giving away information. So they unleash SEAL Team Rick, which is just like an elite combat force of yeah. Ricks. <laughs> and uh, as Steve said, hilarity ensues. So this whole episode is just pretty freaking wild. Yeah. But the best thing about it are these references. Good Lord, the references. That, like, Mulan sauce from 1998. <laughs> the Szechuan sauce. The Szechuan Bring sauce. it back. So, does someone want to talk about this? I could talk about this for days. I feel like this is just, this is hilarious. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Okay, because like, I've been, like, itching. Yeah, go for it. been itching to talk about this. So one of the running, like, the jokes in this is that, like, at one point in time, in ni- it was it 1994, right? Yeah, Eight, I, I think. 98, 98. It was like when Mulan came out. It was coming <laughs> whenever, out. Whenever Mulan came out. Yeah. Um, was the point in time where Rick became like evil Rick. Yeah. Right? As we know him as, today. As Rick as we know him, right? For whatever reason, this is why. Because of the, you know, the, the blah, 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 the killings or whatever. And uh, so he goes back and the first thing he does before he even visits himself is he runs through a McDonald's drive-thru and he's like, I want a bunch of nuggets and every single Szechuan sauce you can give me. And then they're like, what are you talking about? So he goes in this elaborate description. He's like, yeah, when, when Mulan was released, they did a special promo for the sauce. It was great. And so they took it away. I got to get some, you know? <laughs> and so like they're like running through, running through. And as like he's explaining this like super deep backstory to this like Galactic Federation guy, all he can do is just like be enamored by the sauce. Yeah. Really, this was for a movie. This is this is great. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there next to him eating it. Like, this is really good. They cut to commercial and he comes back and he's like finished all of it. Yeah, and so as the thing goes on, it moves on, moves on, and you know what? I I I'll I'll break with you guys. I'm not gonna spoil the ending for you. Yeah, no. We'll leave the ending alone for you. But it comes back, and it comes back that you know maybe his intentions weren't so pure of trying to break out. Maybe they were just trying to get that sweet, tasty sauce. Yeah. Just wants the Szechuan sauce. Just wants oh the Szechuan God. sauce. So it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. You know? I read that uh, McDonald's actually might bring it back because of this. Well, apparently, yeah. apparently a McDonald's chef likes Rick and Morty a lot, right? Okay. And was sitting there and like the rest of us palookas was yeah. like, holy crap, red alert, go, <laughs> yeah. you know? And was sitting there watching this thing. And as soon as that came up, he's like, yeah, why did we take away that sauce? <laughs> I mean, we do, do. We really got to have like a movie to promote this. It yeah. seems like a good idea. Well, I got a little fan theory for you guys. Strap on your tinfoil helmets Uh-oh. with me, if Uh-oh. you will. We're getting to Rickland. As uh, as we all know, Beauty and the Beast just came out, it's and true. Disney is going on a marathon of re-releasing oh. all of their great cartoons. They're gonna do Mulan and Mulan is happening within the next couple of years without music, by the way, which is a topic for another time. Yeah, that's that's for not sure. okay. We'll yeah. talk about Disney some other time. We'll get we'll get Definitely. Riley and she'll talk about it. Yeah, we know someone who's like an expert, Beauty and the Beast, all about it. Yep. So we're gonna have like a whole Disney day. Solid. Yep. Anywho, Mulan's coming. So, gentlemen, what would be a good way? to promote Mulan. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe take a really popular uh, show that has like cross-generational value. Maybe get some of those people that, you know, grew up on Mulan, but maybe didn't grow up on Mulan to like be reintroduced to Mulan in some marketable fashion. Yeah. And are a big fan of sauces. I like sauce. Yeah. With chicken nuggets, pretty good. Yeah. I'm a buffalo guy myself. Oh my God, Eureka, they're promoting but Mulan. Bring it back to Szechuan sauce. There you go. It's happening. Yeah. That's actually a really good theory. I really think I think this I think this is like really well placed. It you know? checks out. Yeah. Listen, if Power Rangers is just one big long Krispy Kreme commercial, I really think that uh, they a, can do that. A really great Krispy Kreme commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
Well, it's funny too because like you know the one big thing about the um, the promotion for Rick and Morty is that they've like teamed up with Carl's Jr. Mm. I don't know if you guys have I seen saw some of that. Ads. Yeah, it was like Did a you Facebook see the burger ad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I watched that before we came in here. It was just dying. It was laughing. hilarious, but also like horrifying. It was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys haven't seen it, go see it. But basically, like. You know, Rick does his Rick thing. He wakes up Morty in the middle of the night. He's like, hey, hey, look, we got Burger Sleepover. Burger Sleepover. And all of a sudden, he's like these, like, you know, I don't know. How do you, how do you say These, that? like, humanoid, like, burger beings <laughs> that, like, are actually burgers. So, like, like just pieces of, of like, toppings and stuff are just, like, falling out sauce. of them. It's like They're, gross. like, sauce all they over They look like Morty. they don't even want to be alive. They're just like, uh... Uh, and like <laughs> he's like Rick's introducing them. He's like here's here's Western cheddar bacon burger and and all natural burger too. They're just and, and stumbling into the room, <laughs> and Marty's like, "What is going on?" So, so yeah, I I agree. That might actually be a really thing if they can do that much innovative stuff with Carl's Jr. That'd be knows? great. Who knows? McDonald's is trying to get on that Rick and Morty game. Exactly. Yeah. Get that Rick and Morty money. <sighs> but this okay. So this is just one example. If we can have this, like, really great conversation about Rick and Morty and just, like, totally just be nerding out. Like, I feel, like, euphoric right now. Yeah. Like, this is how important this show is to, like, people in our generation. And it's Absolutely. just so cool. And I'm just happy that we have something like this. You know, if you're a fan of sci-fi, if you're a fan of spoofs, if you're a fan of that whole raunchy Adult Swim William Street stuff. Because I think it is a William Street thing, too, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll look that up. Point is, point is, it's great. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Uh, I believe, like, if you have a PlayStation Network, you can buy it. Yeah. You know, you can stream it. You can stream it on, like, Amazon or iTunes well, or whatever. pay for it. Just pirate it. Yeah, I mean, like, do what you got to do. I'm we're, not going to We're promote, college students here. I mean, pro- we're not going to promote it. Like, you could, but, like, don't. But, like, but you, but you still could. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but, yeah, like, this is, like, a good time to get on board. Like, it's going to start uh, premiering pretty soon as, like, summer, summer starts to come up, you yeah. know? Uh, it's a it's a great show. It's hilarious. Can't emphasize that enough. Honestly, I and think it's the show that I've watched the most times, like th- all the way through. Yeah, like big fan of like our Archer and like Avatar: The Last Airbender. But yeah. I've never watched through all of those as much as I have Rick and Morty. I just don't think it has an like. Here's the thing about like okay, Archer's great. Right, and we were kind of talking about this earlier because Archer's coming back. Yep. Right. Next and week, I think we're talking about Frisky week. Dingo. If you guys remember Frisky Dingo, Frisky Dingo was like basically the precursor to Archer. It was like them experimenting with the the Archer mold on Adult Swim before it left and went to a different uh, studio. But uh, yeah, I mean these these shows are great and they're awesome. But there's something really special about Rick and Morty, and I think it's Definitely. just the fact that like all these cultural references that we grew up yeah. with are just pounded into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But speaking of great shows. This was a great episode, guys. Absolutely. Heck yeah. We had fun. I hope you guys had fun listening. And we're going to sign off here pretty soon. But as always, as we mentioned before, you can stream us on SoundCloud. You can download us from the website, cm-life.com. You can download us on iTunes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you got an iPhone. There you go. Listen to us. The little the little podcast app. I yeah. use it. It's pretty good. Yep, pretty I use nice. it. Yeah. If you work out, if that's your thing. Just pop some headphones in and l- listen to us while you jog. Yeah. Or yeah. other stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, if you're eating Hardee's or you're eating, you know, McDonald's and wishing you had some Szechuan, just give us a listen. Yeah. We'll support you. But as always, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And like us on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And it'll be a good time. Yeah. But until then, guys, same bad time, same bad network.